On this week's episode of District Divided, I recap the New York Giants game this past Sunday and how it was riddled with rookie mistakes early on and followed by veteran mistakes late in the game. We then jump into the State of the Union where we talk about the Wizards a little bit. They have the number nine pick in the draft and the three names that are rumored to them with that pick right now. We talk about Maryland football. They're looking great. And I'll tell you about their game against Penn State that happened this past Saturday. And finally, we conclude with the Detroit Lions preview as well as an NFC East standings update. I give you my pick. I give you what I would bet based on the line. And go ahead and enjoy this week's episode. Let's jump right on into it. Fresh off the bye week, and there was plenty of reason for optimism for the Washington football team. Favored going into a game for what felt like the first time this season. The Giants on a short week playing a hard-fought game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We had two weeks to prepare for this game. Favored. What's not to love? Kyle Allen is in a groove now. And it did not go well. It did not go well, folks. We ended up losing the game 23-20 to to the New York Giants this past Sunday. And it was marred by rookie mistakes early on. In the first quarter alone, there were three. Number one, Antonio Gibson fumbled on our first offensive play of the game. And then I have no idea how we didn't recover the fumble after that. There's an image of Logan Thomas and Cam Sims being right next to the football with no other Giants around them. They're all on the ground. And we somehow didn't recover that ball. A total scramble and just no recovery there. Number two, Isaiah Wright fumbled on a punt return. And those two turnovers resulted in 10 points for the Giants. The touchdown being a Wayne Gallman one-yard touchdown run. And the third one, and probably the biggest one for the season... Antonio Gibson, in the backfield, ineffectively tried to cut block Jabril Peppers, whose hit ended up injuring Kyle Allen. Now, this isn't to say that Jabril Peppers did it on purpose, obviously. It just is a football play that happens. But if you block him effectively, Kyle Allen can continue. Kyle Allen, in the game, finished 4 of 6 for 50 yards, and his two incompletions were a batted pass and a 3rd and 8 drop from Logan Thomas that would have been a first down, and it was a perfect throw to Logan Thomas so he had a very positive start to the game and it sucked absolutely sucked losing him in this one and not only this one guys he is now done for the season that's right Kyle Allen done for the year which means it is time for Alex Smith to play he came in for this one and he also made some mistakes but let's talk about the first drive where Alex Smith comes in first one first and ten from the Giants' 16-yard line, it's a six-yard drag to Terry McLaurin. All right, good. You're getting Alex Smith warmed up. Loose. It's now second and four. Love it. Second and four from the Giants' 10-yard line. False start. Brandon Scherf. It's a team captain right there. Second and nine. Holding. Logan Thomas. Second and 19. A five-yard run from J.D. McKissick. Which brings us to third and 14. 
from the Giants' 20-yard line. Illegal use of hands, hands to the face. Morgan Moses, another team captain. Third and 24, wide receiver screen to Terry McLaurin for no gain. It ended in a 48-yard field goal from a recently shaky Dustin Hopkins who thankfully hit it. But that's just bad football. You had those three rookie mistakes. You had team captain mistakes. You had the holding from Logan Thomas and also the failure to recover the ball from Logan Thomas on the fumble from Antonio Gibson. Just bad football to start the game. And we're not the caliber of team that can overcome a start like that. Now, we did make it very interesting in the second half because Alex Smith came out slinging. And we scored quickly through an Antonio Gibson one-yard touchdown run. And then scary Terry McLaurin, recently named a team captain, and he led by example. Man, what a stud. Had a 68-yard touchdown on a well-placed ball from Alex. Terry then did the rest by breaking a couple tackles and kicking that second gear that he has. He just kicked right into that second gear that he has. He is so fast once he gets the ball in his hands. Very, very few people can catch him. Now on to the mistakes again because there were more veteran mistakes. Alex Smith had a couple poor interceptions. Overthrowing J.D. McKissick on a back foot throw. McKissick would then try and grab it, but with one hand actually tipped it over himself and it was picked off. And then with under two minutes to go, the last drive of the game, down three, he threw it straight to Logan Ryan. A la Rex Grossman. I had no idea. He stepped into that throw. He seemed pretty confident about it. And I don't know what he was thinking on that one. Giants win 23-20. We turned it over five times to their zero. So we beat ourselves in this one, meaning we got swept by the Giants in two games that we gifted to them. You will remember that last time we went for two after scoring what would have been the game-tying touchdown in New York. So that's two games that we've gifted to the Giants. That puts the Giants at two and seven. That's right. Their two wins have come against us. Puts us at two and six. So we have a slight lead ahead of them by virtue of the fact that we have one less loss. The Giants still have to enjoy their bye week. Alex Smith's stat line in this game, 24 of 32 for 325 yards and a touchdown. Sounds really good, right? But three interceptions and two on our last two drives. He will be the starter moving forward because, once again, Kyle Allen is done for the season. Dwayne Haskins presumably will be the backup quarterback to Alex. And looking forward, it's pretty clear we'll be looking for a quarterback this offseason, unless the coaching staff has tremendous faith in Kyle Allen, who looked good. I mean, he looked serviceable for sure. Is he going to be a superstar in the league? No. So it depends on if you want that or not. And Rivera even recently sang the praises of practice squad QB Steven Montez. So going back to Dwayne Haskins, he still seems to have a long way back. Despite being the backup QB by default, that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow. Alex Smith is going to start against Detroit this Sunday. Dwayne Haskins will be the backup, presumably. But I'm curious to see if Steven Montez can make a push at that backup QB position because it doesn't sound like they're going to be given any handouts. Other stat lines from the games. Let's talk about the good ones. Three of them came to mind. Terry McLaurin, of course. Again, named team captain before the game, during the bye week. Excellent. Seven catches for 115 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. So he was efficient as well. Cam Sims. We had a Cam Sims sighting and outing. Three catches for 110 yards on four targets. I would love to see him get the ball more. 
He also had a touchdown against the Giants in MetLife Stadium a few weeks back. He's 6'5", 220, with an ability to run after the catch. Maybe feature him more. You have McLaurin one side, you have Cam Sims on the other, and you can have Steven Sims in the slot. I, I think we have potential on this offense. I really like what Cam Sims brings to this team. And then J.D. McKissick. Now, three carries for 17 yards, yes, which is fine. You know, five yards a carry is excellent. But 14 targets, 14 targets resulting in nine catches for 65 yards. And folks, get used to that because he is going to be featured a lot moving forward. Alex Smith loves him. Alex Smith loves J.D. McKissick. The same thing happened when he came in against the L.A. Rams. J.D. McKissick suddenly turned up. All of a sudden was about, what am I trying to say? Not about. He was in every play just about. And he was targeted a bunch in that game too. So moving forward, J.D. McKissick will be used a lot. Again, I would like to see the two wide receivers be McLaurin, Cam Sims, and then the slot, if you ever had one, Steven Sims Jr. And occasionally Isaiah Wright. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. So stuff to look forward to this season still because the NFC East is really bad. But this was a rough game. A very, very rough game. That's going to conclude the recap of the Giants game. Now let's jump straight on into the State of the Union. Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're beginning with the Washington Wizards. The NBA draft is this coming Wednesday, November 18th, and then free agency begins Friday, November 20th. Now normally... I put out episodes every Thursday, but next week I'll be putting one out Tuesday or Wednesday with a free agency and draft preview for you guys so that you are fully prepared for the offseason for the Wizards. The three names rumored with the number nine pick that we have in the draft. Number one, Isaac Okoro, guard forward from Auburn. Number two, James Wiseman, center from Memphis. And number three, Onyeka Okongwu forward center from USC. Now, it's entirely possible that all three of those guys are gone by the time pick nine rolls around, but when I was looking at various mock drafts, it seems like one of them would fall to the Wizards. So, whichever one is available at that time would probably go pick nine based on mock drafts that we're seeing, Isaac Okoro being the name I've seen the most over there. Once again, there will be a draft free agency preview episode early next week, thinking Tuesday or Wednesday. Something else to look out for with the Washington Wizards is a potential sign and trade involving Davis Bertans. His value is at an all-time high right now, and dealing him could have impact on our draft. We could maybe pick up another pick, so we're going to see what happens there. Now on to soccer, DC United, the season came to a close this past Sunday with a 3-2 loss to the Montreal Impact. Donovan Pines and Ola Kamara were the goal scorers and had we won that game, believe it or not, we would have been in the playoffs. Instead, the Montreal Impact are the team that are in the playoffs. So effectively, that was a playoff game for us and we did end up losing 3-2. And I don't know why I hadn't covered this earlier, for the life of me, no clue, but let's talk about the Maryland Terrapins football team. After their first game where they got spanked by Northwestern 43-3, they have won their last two games. A 45-44 overtime thriller against Minnesota the day before Halloween, and then this past Saturday, a 35-19 beatdown 
on Penn State. Why do I say beatdown? Because it was 35-7 entering the fourth quarter for the Terrapins. They went into Happy Valley and made themselves very happy. Maryland seemed to remember the 59-0 obliteration last season where Maryland called for a blackout versus Penn State on a Friday night, and the students more than obliged, blacking out in more than one way just to forget what happened that night. But in this one, Talia Tagovailoa, Tua's brother, was on fire. 18 of 26 for 282 yards and three touchdowns. Rakeem Jarrett was the main recipient of those touchdowns with five catches for 144 yards, and he got two touchdowns on the night. Scoring on virtually the same route for both his scores seemed like a bit of a post or a drag across the field, and then he would have just taken the distance from there. Penn State was favored by 27 and a half points. No one saw this coming. Penn State now falls to 0 and 3. They've just had a disastrous start to their season. But Maryland, now on a two-game win streak and on the high of beating Penn State, play Ohio State this Saturday at 3:30 p.m. Number three, Ohio State comes to Maryland this Saturday at 3:30 p.m. It will feature potential future Washington football team quarterback Justin Fields. We may not have two on our pro team. But it's good to have Talia here for Maryland. Very excited for that one. And that's going to conclude the State of the Union. Now let's jump into the Detroit Lions preview for this Sunday. Here is your NFC East standings update entering this week's slate of games. In first place, the Philadelphia Eagles at 3-4-1. In second place, your Washington football team at 2-6. and six. In third place, the Dallas Cowboys at 2-7. and seven. And in fourth place, the New York Giants at 2-7 and seven as well. The Cowboys hold the tiebreaker over the Giants because they beat them head-to-head -head earlier this season. They still have one game left to play against each other. The Cowboys are on a bye, so they are not playing this week. The Eagles and the Giants are playing each other. Honestly, I don't really know who to root for. I guess we'll root for the Giants because we know they're worse than the Eagles. The Eagles are getting healthier. So Zach Ertz is going to be back in another couple of weeks. Alshon Jeffrey could be back. Carson Wentz off a of bye. Normally pretty good. And Travis Fulgham, the emergence of Travis Fulgham. I'm telling you, that dude is a stud at wide receiver. So we'll see what happens in that game. But let's talk about the Detroit Lions because that's what we're here to talk about. A quick stats rundown for them. They are 24th in rushing yards per game at 101 yards on the ground. For context, we average 92 on the ground, so they're not much better than us there. So we know that they're probably not great at running the ball. They are 15th in passing yards per game at 258. And we have the number one pass defense, so their strength plays into our strength. They are 30th in rushing yards allowed per game at 148. For context, Dallas is 31st, allowing 157 yards on the ground per game, and we ran for 208 yards against that Cowboys defense. When you see that Detroit also allows 4.8 yards per carry, it can only mean good things for Antonio Gibson. He has the opportunity to go off on these guys. J.D. McKissick, of course, will be involved in the passing game and a bit more in the run game as well. Again, he had three carries for 17 yards and five yards a carry is five yards a carry. I don't care if it's three carries, two carries. It could even be the one carry. Give those guys the ball a bit more when they're averaging five yards a pop. And then the Detroit Lions are 18th in passing yards allowed per game at 244. Detroit is favored by three and a half. 
going into this game with an over-under of 46.5. So that gives us an implied total of 20 or 21 points and gives Detroit the implied total of 23 or 24. I'd like us to cover in this game, and there's a real chance we win it outright. I'm a big believer in the idea that if you can't stop the run, it's just incredibly hard to win. The Lions come into this game having lost two in a row, and it should have been three had Todd Gurley just stopped at the one-yard line when closing the game out for the Falcons instead of falling into the end zone. Matt Stafford was then allowed the heroics that he's so good at producing. They ended up winning that game by one. Alex Smith gets the first team reps all this week, and I think he gets the job done against a pretty weak Detroit defense overall. I'm going to go Washington 27 Detroit 23 so I've got the over and I've got us winning outright Antonio Gibson will find the end zone as well as JD McKissick and then Cam Sims I'm going to give Cam Sims a touchdown so Alex Smith is going to have two touchdowns one to JD McKissick and one to Cam Sims I think he's going to throw one pick in the game as well and the defense will force a couple turnovers this week to help the cause they don't want to go again with no turnovers And the defense is pretty damn good this season. We got a lot of building blocks, a lot to look forward to. I expect a couple turnovers. Matt Stafford has a tendency to turn over early and look like a hero late. So we just got to hope that our defense can step up and make sure that Stafford does not have the opportunity to be a hero late. Once again, Washington 27, Detroit 23. That is my prediction for the game. And that's going to conclude this week's episode of District Divided. If you like the podcast, please follow it on Twitter and Instagram at District Divided. There is also a Facebook page and group call District Divided. Please like and join respectively. That's going to do it here, folks. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game Sunday and enjoy the game Saturday. Maryland, Ohio State. Let's see what happens. Maryland's riding a high we have not seen in a very, very long time. But for now, the only high we're riding is Polly Polos. Go ahead and do your thing. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me.